If you're not happy with your financial advisor, it might be her fault or it might be yours. It's not too much to ask that a financial advisor be a competent partner in assisting you to achieve your realistic financial goals. It is, however, unrealistic to expect a financial advisor to take care of you. I've seen more than one person unwittingly sabotage their relationship with a financial advisor in this way. Here are three big things not to do when working with a financial advisor. No, no, number one, believe everything your advisor says. Now, you should never enter into an important relationship such as the one you have with a financial advisor without a high level of trust. If you suspect that your advisor might not have your best interest at heart, don't stick with them for one more minute. A relationship of trust, however, is not permission for you to check your brain at the door. Your advisor should be part coach and part teacher. She should not only help you do the right things financially, but also be able to communicate to you the reason why she's advising these things. Ask good questions. And if the answer comes back wrapped in technical jargon, ask for clarification. Don't be satisfied with a foggy, vague answer. Work with your advisor to understand why you're being asked to do certain things. It's not too much to ask. No, no, number two, believe nothing that your advisor says. Once you've been burned or at least disappointed, it may be a long time before you trust again. While that emotion is understandable, it's not exactly profitable. If you need someone who can help you with your financial life, then you need someone you can trust. Now, no advisor is going to be perfect, but many are competent and trustworthy. Keep searching until you find one that seems a good fit for you. If you keep your advisor at arm's length, never fully trusting him, your relationship is not going to produce the results that both of you want and need. So don't be satisfied with a trustless relationship. No, no, number three is to forget the difference between delegation and abdication to your advisor. I've long said that my own totally unscientific estimate of the population that has the time, talent, and temperament to do their own financial planning falls somewhere between 5 and 10%. Everyone else, in my humble opinion, could benefit from some outside professional advice. What you're getting from any professional relationship, however, is assistance, not replacement. I have a colleague in another state who tells prospective new clients, I don't want to care more about your financial situation than you do. When you hire a financial advisor, you're really delegating certain functions of your financial life to that person. You've made the decision that it's worth the money to buy a portion of their time, talent, and temperament to assist you in achieving your financial goals. But never forget, it's your money and it's your life. So ultimately, you will reap the benefits or suffer the consequences of what happens. You know that you've crossed the line between delegation and abdication when you choose to never think about what's going on with your money and choose not to meet with an advisor to find out. Stay in touch and stay informed. If you've had a bad experience, I'm sorry, but don't give up. Like it or not, your financial future is advancing towards you every day. If you're one of the many who could benefit by getting professional help in preparing for that future, don't give up. The search for the right advisor is worth it. Offering you wisdom on wealth, I'm Byron Moore.